After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. All right. Well, here we go, fellas. For the first time in a good couple months, and we are entering a new era of the show. Good evening, of course. It is Wednesday, January 11th, 2023, and we are doing a new and improved and actually kind of interesting version of the very interesting show. Now, I want to start things off just by adding a little bit of a context into what we're going to be doing on this show right now if you have not been following along with the simulation radio socials we'll jump into what we're going to talk about in just a few moments because we're going to do a deep dive into some cool and interesting stuff but I want to give a little bit of an update as to what we're even going to be doing on the show now before I'll give a kind of a slight backstory here now if you are looking at the logo right the oh shit right right about there yeah the very interesting show logo right it was established in 2018 and the original point of it was it was going to be ironic right it was supposed to be an ironic look at or an ironic title that is supposed to signify hey right it you're supposed to you're, you're thinking it was the ultimate engagement bait, right? That you think that you're going to be watching a very interesting show, but instead, all it was was, I say all it was as though we haven't been building something great over the last couple years, but that ended up becoming Simulation Radio Live. Now, the very interesting show before today, before right now, at this very moment, it was kind of the shock jockey uh, radio show where, you know, we would do some fun bits, talk about the news, do all of that good stuff. Instead, what we did was we changed that pattern right on over to Simulation Radio Live, which will air in this show's former time slot, Thursday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern. So what we're going to be doing on this show instead is we're going to be taking a deep dive into some interesting topics now again similar to how voice of light was set up which you know launch day went fantastic we only went like 45 minutes over and uh, you know it just ended up shooting the shit for a while we had some fun chat right we 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 had we had quite a bit of fun but how this show is going to be set up now as i alluded to on social media that we're entering a new era of the very interesting show or opening up a new chapter in the storybook that is the very interesting show established 2018 is we're going to start off in sort of the first half again liable just like on voice of light to say you know i'm starting with some sort of a structure in mind but depending on how the show goes the show structure could just completely devolve into you know whatever the fuck we end up doing so also still liable to do that but what we're going to be doing is over the first half of the show uh probably throughout the first 25 30 minutes or so i'm really really hoping that we can keep this within an hour especially given that it 
it's just me here but and and you too i'll let you guys know how we'll be taking your calls in just a moment but let me do the spiel let me do the spiel the spiel first right so in the first half of the show what we're probably going to be doing and by probably i mean definitely going to be doing is we're going to be taking an inside deep look at like one story either one interesting piece of history or we're gonna deep dive into one news story that is maybe out there in the ether and we're gonna talk about every aspect of that story that's the intro wasn't a lie folks we are gonna go down the rabbit hole and really dissect some of the interesting stuff that's out there now what we're going to be talking a little bit about tonight is an interesting uh twitter hypothetical that i saw from some interesting person that i follow on twitter that led me down a rabbit hole of looking into just uh we're, we're going to talk a little bit about psychedelics and the occult tonight fellas and if that doesn't sound uh interesting to anybody at all then i i give you full permission right now to press that x button it's not there it's like up there ish so we're going to be diving a little bit into that world now of course the title of tonight's show is the 25 million dollar lsd hypothetical because that is the hypothetical question that was posed on twitter and we're going to get to that in just a few moments now another thing that i really wanted to do with this show is to hash out i don't want to say the personal problems that we have in life but look here's the thing okay and i am just as guilty of this as i think most people are is they'll keep all of their problems like bottled up they don't really have an outlet and they don't have people that care they don't really they can't talk about their this stuff because they think that the people around them I'm talking to you guys in particular, chat. Like, look, you probably have a lot of problems in your life that you are thinking that, hey, I can't tell anybody about this. Nobody gives a shit. I got to be strong out there. I got to put up a good front. I got to put up a good face to the world. And we're going to break down all of those barriers on this show, chat, because I want to hear what you guys' problems are. I want to hear. We'll do a little bit of an advice column in the second half of the show. I'll talk a little bit about some of the stuff that I'm struggling with and dealing with and we'll hash it out. That'll, that'll be the second segment. That'll be hashing it out, right? And that is your opportunity to give us a call. 407-796-2334. I do kind I don't want to say it's going to be like an advice column. It'll be like, well, I guess an advice segment, but <laughs> advice segment. So that's actually not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing, right? I feel like all you out there all you guys out there probably want to have some sort of an outlet to share what's going on in your life and i'll use that as an opportunity to do the same and you know as the segment title is we'll we're, we'll hash it out together everybody will hash it out together i'll take your calls 407-796-2334 we will chat about some of the stuff that's going on in your life i will talk about some of the stuff that is going on in mine and we'll come together we'll find some solutions and i want to help you guys out because contrary to popular belief contrary to what uh the the opinion is contrary to what the general consensus is about your favorite influencer i look look me in the eyes chat i mean i'm I'm looking at a camera but you can look me in the eyes and i will tell you straight up i i care i care about your problems i want to hear them i want to help you out with them and so we'll hash that out in the second half of the show so quick recap first half of the show we're going to do a deep dive into 
either a news story that's been wholly represented, misrepresented out there, and we'll do a deep dive into exactly what's going on with it. Or, you know, I'll take an interesting piece of history and we'll do we'll do like one of those fucking uh, storytelling podcasts minus all the production. Look, I still have the soundboard open. I can still play uh, sound effects, but uh, it's not going to be full-fledged like hyper podcast production quality we're still just going to be shooting the shit here chat so that's a little bit of an idea as to what we can expect and what you can expect going into this new era of the very interesting show if you are looking for the viral radio show then stick around stick around to the channel press that subscribe button press that follow like or and slash or subscribe button whichever one it is, on whichever platform you're watching on. And you can check out Simulation Radio Live uh, tomorrow night. That's, of course, the flagship show on our network and the other two shows, Voice of Light and the very interesting show. I don't want to say they're kind of side projects, but uh, those are kind of going to be in somewhat of a building phase as we enter in a new era of 2023 and get right into it. So... I think 10 minutes was a long enough time to give the spiel. Now, look, that went a little bit longer than I expected. So I really want to jump into uh, some of this this interesting stuff. Now, uh, the first thing, I, I found two really interesting things on Twitter today. Now, uh, I've been very public in my opinion that Twitter is the best social media platform. Everybody thinks it's a cesspool. And if you think it's a cesspool, then you're probably following the wrong people. And you're probably just following the you know, the stereotypical engagement baiting grifters, but I've curated my uh, Twitter selection, particularly the at simulation radio on Twitter account. I've curated who I follow to only be uh, either figures that I learn about, which let's be honest here. That's how I do show prep for the rest of the week is like, I do follow some new stuff, but I also follow uh, very interesting figures that have just wild and insane out there thoughts that a lot of the times they can only make uh, these thoughts known because a lot of them are anonymous accounts, right? And those anonymous accounts lend to lend some sort of credibility to what they're talking about because they can say stuff that will not get them like canceled or fired from their job or anything like that. There's an, a particular advantage to being anonymous. And both of the uh, both of the Twitter threads that I found that were very interesting. We're going to talk we are going to talk about psychedelics tonight, baby, because it's been something that has uh, been on my mind quite a bit lately it's been a long time since i've done it and the last time i did it was just so earth shattering and i learned so much from it that uh and i don't know if you guys have ever had this feeling when you've taken uh whatever psychedelic it may be but there comes a feeling you know that you're entering into a different world right you feel like you're entering a realm that is not the human realm and there came a certain point the last time i did this where i knew with 100% certainty and i will still probably continue that to this day that i i don't need to visit this world anymore i've already seen what i needed to see uh, and I've already kind of taken and gathered what I needed to from that particular drug. Now, the drug that I'm talking about, I'm, I'm only talking about acid, right? I have not experimented with a lot of the harder stuff. For instance, I've never done DMT. I have never done one of those like pilgrimages 
out to the fucking promised land of like South America, Central America, wherever, and done high ayahuasca. That that stuff still on the table because just based on stories that I've read on there's this website called Arrowid, if you've never heard of it, that allows people to post accounts and post things that they have experienced on these these really, really heavy drugs. And a lot of it, if you are not mentally prepared for it, is psychosis inducing. Now, I want to get to uh, this first kind of story here, which was the introduction to what got me to even think about this in the first place and this is a story from imperial college london and they're doing something that i thought was almost unheard of that would never happen that uh seems impossible from our mere human comprehension and what they're doing is uh there's this guy on on tiktok at it's jesse michaels he looks like a fucking crazy person but i'll play this footage for you guys in a minute and apparently what they're trying to do is they're trying to map the DMT realm for human study. So and that sounds crazy. That sounds absolutely insane to you guys, right? The How could that even be possible at all? Well, they're trying it. This will be... Uh, I want to get you guys' reaction to this, first of all. And I want you to think about, is this even going to be possible? Because I've done a little bit of reading on this, and I, I'm not sure, I'm not exactly sure which frame of mind I think about when I think, or when like DMT or ayahuasca comes up, uh, because here's my stance on it. Angels and demons and supernatural things are out there. They're just in a different like realm. They're in a different kind of space than what we can comprehend as mere humans. And what the Imperial College of London is trying to do is they're, they're trying to map this by what I would assume is doing a fuck ton of DMT and uh, just you know, going with it and just mapping it the fuck out. So let, let's, let's see you're this. You're going to roll your eyes at the notion of Mother Ayahuasca? Go drink some ayahuasca yeah. and then see if you're going to roll your eyes. Yeah, right. There's a really important project going on at the Imperial College in London. They found a way to keep people in the DMT state for an hour. Wow. And while doing that, they put them in MRI scanners and they interview them, they talk to them to the, to the extent that they're able to talk. But because they're in the journey for an hour... Which, by the way... Uh, I'll pause this periodically throughout to add a little bit of a context here. Supposedly, uh, DMT trips do not, they do not last that long. They only last a couple of minutes. But when you take it and when you enter that, that spiritual world, when you enter uh, what a lot of people refer to as like hyperspace, when you enter that in our own human sense of time, that's only like, you know, maybe between five and 15 minutes from what I understand. Again, I've, I've never done it myself. I've been fascinated by it my entire life but i've never uh done it myself in fact the one time that i had a chance to i i was scared i was afraid to do it when i was a young teenager but at the same time you know that was a point in my life i did not have my head on straight i would more than likely have entered some sort of psychosis induced state and have been fucked up from it almost like taking a whole bunch of acid has fucked me up uh almost immeasurably in ways that I'm still fucked up by, which we'll we'll get to that later because I'll show you guys some of the stuff that I watched while on insane, insane amounts of acid, and I'll I'll, I'll let you guys judge. I'll, I'll let you judge me in that sense about yeah, you know, here's the stuff that fucked me up, and I'll 
get your take on it. Again, 407-796-2334, but we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. They're able to process the experience much, much more effectively than if you're in the journey for 10 minutes. Some might say, what's the use of this? But I say it's incredibly useful. Uh, because what they're doing is they're exploring the DMT realm. And these are like early explorers from, from our time, you know, who, who went out into the wilderness and came back with stories about what they've seen. These volunteers are going out into the DMT wilderness and coming back with stories of what they've seen. And the stories are remarkably consistent. That's another thing that I've heard as well. And uh, you'll notice if you read enough stories of people on DMT, you know, the, the classic, the stereotypical trope, right, is the machine elves and all that stuff that the fucking midwits talk about because that's what they read about. But it goes beyond that, right? It goes beyond just, you know, I, I saw this thing that sounds like a thing that a lot of other people have heard. It's... It, it does. It goes way, way beyond that. And their desire, I was originally against this, but then I kind of thought about it for a little bit. And if we can find some sort of a way, because that's just human nature, right? To try and comprehend what we don't know. And that's essentially what this project is, is trying to go out and comprehend a world that we don't know, that we are not aware of. Like, you've probably heard of stories of, for instance, like, people that are on the verge of death experiencing similar kind of feelings and visions and entering that same kind of world as what people that take a lot of DMT and have ventured into the DMT world have said, which, you know, to somebody that has not done as much research on it, you might think, okay, well, it sounds like we're just going to DMT world when we die. And I am not entirely unconvinced of that. Uh, however, that would be a thing that I would have to do myself to try. Like, for acid and mushrooms in comparison are, I don't want to say they're weenie, but they are far from a journey into the realm beyond, right? I, it seems like from my experience of doing it that acid and mushrooms and those kind of similar level of uh, trips and experiences of journeys are more along the lines of being reflective of uh, humanity and the reality that we're living in. Like, for instance, you know, when you take a lot of acid, you will get uh, a lot of messages. You'll get messages regarding the reality that we're living in and human nature and revelations about who we are as people, where we come from, what our fucking primal animal brain is capable of. And DMT world is entirely different. DMT world uh, and like ayahuasca world, the spirit world is entirely different from that, which is that that's a realm far beyond our reality. And that is what they're they're trying to map here. That they're encountering the same entities in the same setting. And normally when large number of people agree on the same experience, we are inclined to define that experience as real. Now, that's, uh, you can give or take on that, right? That's another a thing that uh, could potentially be fucked with when you're looking at it from a scientific point of view. Like, lo look at it at its core, right? Uh, a whole bunch of people had have said the same thing about the experience. Now, what could that mean? That Could that mean it's just a reflection of our humanity being reflected in what this substance has to offer or could it be that you know this is actually a glimpse of the realm beyond and what we are 
kind of like the unseen world, right? So there's some interesting perspectives, and this was the thread. This was I got this from an account called uh, Machiavelli's Underbelly on Twitter. Very, very interesting account to follow, especially if you're into like AI and the developments that are going on in in that world. So uh, that led me down the rabbit hole of seeing another interesting hypothetical. Now, I want to pose this question to you guys, and I will uh, tell you the results of the Twitter poll that had like 500 votes to it. So I think it's, it's a fairly accurate assessment of what people think. But at the same time, it's also just a representation of what people that followed this particular account. This is, a, this is just... This is just a guy named Michael. His at on Twitter is Holder of the Fire. Another super, super interesting follow when it comes to dealing with things that are like uh, deeply philosophical in nature. Now, here is the hypothetical, right? And I'll let you guys guess what you think the results of the poll were, and then I'll tell you. But here's, here's what the question is. Would you do a thumbprint of LSD for $25 million? Now, that's the $25 million question of the day. Would you do a thumbprint of LSD for $25 million? Now, uh, you also make sure to add, before you answer yes by instinct, because I had to think about this for a second. Before you answer yes by instinct, understand that it is like a thousand hits of acid at once. A thousand. A thousand hits of acid at once. And probably the most that I've ever done was, you know, with the guys on Simulation Radio Live that we'll see tomorrow night when I first first moved into the house that we eventually launched the Simulation Radio Studios out of before it was even the Simulation Radio Studio. Uh we had a night where we all took like four uh gel tabs that were like fucking massive by the way. So I would not be surprised if it ended up being the equivalent of like maybe 10 hits. So we did that and then we watched a bunch of interesting stuff, interesting things that dealt with, you know, the our humanity and who we are as a species, who we are as people. Now, here is the kicker for this question. It used to be an initiation group for a group on the West Coast called The Family. And I did a little bit of research into this, and I'll go into some of this. It, it's basically a giant cult. It's a giant cult, and it gets you to think, like... It's one of those things that uh, you even take like one head of acid and you'll start to get uh, your primal brain will start to take hold. Right. And when your primal brain starts to take hold, uh, I asked I asked the guys in the chat right before the show started, because I was doing a little bit of research into there was a video of a cult leader that we watched. We watched the Heaven's Gate cult initiation tape. And uh, that was from Marshall Applewhite, right? You know, famous cult leader. And he had like a, some sort of a mandate. And I watched this on like four gel dabs, which again, probably the equivalent of like maybe eight to 10 fucking real hits. I don't know. But uh, the hypothetical, first of all, would you take a thousand, just hypothetical, let's just call this thumbprint a thousand hits of acid. Would you take a thousand hits of acid at one time for $25 million. And again, before you answer yes, because that's probably a lot of your initial reaction to this, especially if you've never done it before. The, oh yeah, fuck yeah, $25 million. I would totally do that. But then 
try it. Just try it. Just take a couple. Take a couple. Don't just take one. If you've ever like done acid before and you've taken like maybe just one or may- maybe two hits, if you're trying to like really uh, party and rave and just do stuff that is completely fucking asinine in the the grand scheme of things, then uh, I do not think this would be a good idea. Not only would this introduce uh insane insane levels of psychosis but it's also one of the things that this cult called the family used to do in order to essentially brainwash people now uh this was a story that i ended up finding that explains a little bit more about the family as a cult her the cult leader her name was ann hamilton bryce and she was a cult leader over in melbourne uh, Australia. She died when she was 98 years old after having suffered dementia for many years. She was a matriarch of this of this cult that stole children through adoption scams and brainwashed sect members to hand over their babies. So she not only would she uh, use scams to adopt kids, but then eventually once those kids grew up and had other kids, she would brainwash the kids that were originally brainwashed when they grew up. I'm assuming they're they're already still brainwashed at that point. And she'd just take their kids. And of course, as per any good cult leader, one of the primary uh reasons for this was to, you know, raise them as part of a master race which would save the world. Now, what kind of fucking trip must you be on to think that you have some sort of any sort of mandate to be doing anything like that. And I proposed that question. That sounds crazy, right? That sounds absolutely crazy. But I challenge you. Oh, God, this stream is dead. Okay, all right, all right, we're back, we're back. Sorry, chat. So, but I, I challenge you anyway to... I, now, I'm not going to say I challenge you to take drugs and watch this stuff, but just get in a kind of open uh open mindset kind of frame of mind right and i'll show you so this is one of the things that i watched on again like probably the equivalent of 10 fucking tabs of acid and you are like blitzed out of your fucking mind you're blitzed out of your complete fucking mind at that point you're ready for anything and when you watch something like this this not only did it creep me out but it gave me an insight into like how cult leaders even start to think that, you know, life is just it's the trip that they're on. And the point of what their trip is, is to, to save people and to these cult leaders, saving people has a different sort of definition. Right. So uh, I, I want to take a look at this. This is one of those things that I promised earlier that uh, like, fucked me up on that amount of psychedelics again this is a family guys probably made fun of this before but this is marshall applewhite and he was the i believe the heaven's gate cult leader and let's let's just check this out and i'll let it speak for itself it's very it's very creepy and it is very eerie so i i want to warn you guys oh god it already our in old language, a couple thousand years ago, disciples, those who are trying to prepare themselves for entry into the evolutionary level above human, oh, God, synonymous with 
the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. This still, by the way, this still gives me like chills to this day because, you know, the the state that I was in when I watched this, there are there are not a lot of things that like give me legitimate. I, I don't want to say PTSD because that's kind of disrespectful to people that actually have PTSD. But no, th- this shit gives me the fucking chills, man. Like even just watching this, I, I have goosebumps because this is so creepy. And the state that I watched this in just showed me it showed me the power of human persuasion. And it showed me just how possible it is to fully, just fully fucking brainwash people. We're going to talk to you about the most urgent thing that is on our mind, and what we suspect is the most urgent thing on the minds of those who will connect with us. Uh. We'll title this tape, uh, Planet Earth About to be Recycled. He has that psycho that psycho stare too man and you can just tell look into his eyes i oh i caught a really really good shot paused it at a really good time because we got a camera stare like right right into his eyes just look look chat look into his eyes look at the fucking dementia and look at the the creepiness that is in this fucking uh that's in this cult leader's eyes now uh what what i should probably ask like i should probably ask justin because i asked him in the chat from simulation radio live i should probably ask him like what ended up happening here because i did not get a chance to look at it before the show started today instead we're just going to keep watching the video look i'm going to be honest here I, I got home like fucking from work 10 minutes before the show started and did not have time to get everything ready but i really needed to get this ready because i just look if there's anything that you could gather from this video just chat look at this and like just feel the power that people like these fucking cult leaders have that ultimately one of the common themes amongst a lot of these cult leaders is the use of psychedelics to brainwash people now imagine you're on psychedelics imagine you're in a completely different uh state of mind your ego is not necessarily attached to you as a person and you're seeing this and just try and sympathize with the fact that this spoke to people that this spoke to people and this convinced people this fucking brainwashed people let me see if i can go to some of the the more watched more replayed parts of the video kingdom of heaven that kingdom of god now you can say well i can't believe that well it's up to you whether you believe that or not that's not important to me even though i wish that you could believe it for your sake psycho for those who do believe it stand a possibility of a future beyond this recycling time. Uh, now you say, well... Notice how cult leaders do where, where they'll euphemize very, very bad things. Like, you know, this recycling time. This essentially meant killing the entire fucking cult, okay? According to religious literature, I thought there was someone else that was going to come and be our savior here at these end days. That that was going to be Christ's return. Well, God, this still gives the me name the Christ might be a little confusing, or the name Jesus, because the name Jesus, of course, of course, was the name given to the body that that mind that was indeed from the kingdom of heaven came 
and that mind was here 2,000 years ago, and that mind came for the express purpose of teaching humans how they could be saved, how they would not be plowed under at the end of the age. Well, we're at the end of the age. That's what he's selling you, right? He's selling you complete apocalypse, and unless you join the cult, then the powers that be, in this case, the, the powers of Jesus Christ, are going to come down and just wipe everything out. Well, let, let me go to the end of the video here. The truth, so that if you can connect with it, as you as these are, an opportunity to know the truth, so that if you can connect with it at any level, he's selling you the you truth. Might survive the AKA, respading or the recycling what comes after that the is end. about to occur. We made a tape just shortly ago, and in that tape we said that there are three types of individuals that will survive the Oh God. Alright, so apparently there's there's a that will survive the recycling. Alright, here we go. Here's a little bit One of part two. One type of individual Oops. is those individuals that have show. overcome their humanness enough that when the end of this age is complete, when the war is over, the spading complete, there's nothing left here except for recycling. All right, let's jump to the end you of this, You have to graft to me. You have to cling to me. I will take you to uh, my father's house. There it is. Wow. And yet Christians world over quote Paul who never sat with that representative, who was never a student of that representative. They say, oh, I love Jesus. He's in my heart. I'm filled with Jesus. Jesus wants me to live an abundant human life. Creepy stuff. Creepy stuff. Apparently, the tape goes on for significantly longer than that. There's multiple parts to Oh, God, there's even a part three and uh, is with there, Jesus, uh, Jesus. There's a part four of that kingdom. There's a part five. Not judge. There's a part six in paradise. There's a part Connect seven with the purest and a part eight of God or the evolutionary level above human is. In oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. All right. So uh, look, I, I didn't mean that literally, not like Jesus, Jesus. So apparently uh, one of the other things that made this really, really creepy, by the way, there's the song. Uh, let me see if I can play it. It's like. Oh, I guess it's just from an EDM group. But uh, when I watched this video, it came with, like, a backdrop of really, really creepy, like, uh, 80s synth music that, I don't know, man, it, it, just, it just got to me. And it really, like, it brought home the point of how powerful uh, some of these, like, cult leaders and what they do are. Which brings me back to the original point of the family and back to the hypothetical question the hypothetical 25 million dollar lsd question which is would you do a thousand hits at once and just sure at the end of the end end of your trip which at a thousand hits that's probably gonna be like that's probably gonna be like a week you're probably gonna be tripping for a fucking week man good luck so if you choose to do so Sure, you come out of the other side with $25 million, but let's say on those 1,000 hits of acid, you watch, like, this fucking cult leader, and you decide because you're just so susceptible to being convinced about things. The acid has a certain way of uh, 
hitting at you and whatever you happen to be like looking at and processing at that time, whatever it is, seems to be sending you a message, right? And all of your previous your your previous notions of humanity and your previous notions of even what the world was and what made us what we are, those all vanish. And all of a sudden, you know, you imagine a cult leader slamming a fuck ton of acid on its disciples and then showing them shit like that. It would be pretty convincing. I think it would be fairly, fairly convincing. And I think it would be somewhat disingenuous to say that it would not be possible at all for you to take a bunch of psychedelics and just lose your fucking mind and lose your mind like that and then be trapped in some fucking weirdo cult land like the family from uh, that 98-year-old woman and Hamilton Byrne who died at 98 years old. And, oh, this story was from back in 2019, by the way. So she died back then, and she was uh, 98 years old. So back to the question about that cult. That is one of the things that they did, right? They had a thing called the finger, and or a, not a finger, a thumbprint. And that was a metric fuck ton of acid, and they would use that. And so that brings me back to the original question that is on the Twitter poll. Now, again, million dollar, $25 million question. You know, I have a sound effect for that. $25 million question. Would you do a thousand hits of acid for $25 million? That promise, $25 million at the end, right there. All you got to do is just one big old final trip. Now, in this sample size of about 500 people, 36% of them said yes, and 63% of them said no. So my concern here is for the 36% of people that said yes, it's it was actually closer to like 37. So 37% of people said yes, and my concern is heavily, heavily in favor of, uh, or as heavily for those people that said yes, just for $25 million, because that leads me to believe that like their soul is not in the right place and that they would be one of those people that would take those thousand hits of acid and then all of a sudden become a fucking uh, brainwashed cult disciple and either kill everybody else or kill yourself and kill everybody else. Or even, you know, maybe you're just a giga chat and you become the cult leader. Whatever happens. Somebody said uh, in the comments, nah, even 10 hits and you're coming back a different person. But yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. I was a completely different person after I took those 10 hits and can I don't want to say consume the content that I did because that sounds very, very shallow. But, you know, humanity speaks to you in a different way because these psychedelics unlock a different part of your brain, right? They unlock a different part of your brain. Your brain works in like in caverns and ele electromagnetic neurons that have specific paths. And these drugs unlock that ability and they allow you to see things beyond what, you know, you're supposed to be capable of seeing as a human. So let me know what you think about that. Again, 407-796-2334 if you want to answer the uh, hypothetical question of the day. And yeah, a, a lot of people are commenting on this thread. It sounds like a recipe for psychosis. There are only two or so stories of people online describing the experience and you never fully recover from it. Yeah, you never fully recover from it. And if you've never done any sort of psychedelic drug before, then I'll... I'm not going to say that I'm like an experienced traveler of that world. Far from it. But it does. It changes you. It changes you, man. And uh, 
that's where you know the classic the acid test comes from did it make you a better person i would say probably in my case probably it unlocked a lot of these these uh chasms in my brain that had caused me to think in binary ways so worked for me uh some other person in the comments, by the way, that's a little bit of a heel to the research that I was talking about earlier. Uh, somebody says thumbprints are mostly urban legend. Once had a happy accident with what I would assume would be ayahuasca. Nothing really prepares you for that. The moment pure LSD hits your skin, you feel an energetic tingle. About 15 minutes later, the world evaporates and the trip is hallucinogenic like DMT. It's uh, some abbreviation called XTAL, XTAL. I don't know. That I don't know about. That I cannot say. So, uh, let me know what you think about all this stuff. I know this was it, kind of an interesting and fascinating look into how people, like, operate and you know, deep, narrow passageways into your inner being. That's kind of, that, that's what cult leaders do, right? Is they find the one narrow path into your brain and they extract your former being out of it. And then all of a sudden you just, you become brainwashed and psychedelics make this just so much easier. And oh, here's another thing that really fucked me up, by the way. And we'll take a break after this, but there's this movie out there. It came out in 2011. It's called Samsara. And uh, Samsara as a concept, it's from Sanskrit. It's this concept of, you know, rebirth and this, the cyclicality of life and, you know, how life goes on, shit happens. That's basically the point of it. It's from like Indian uh, history and like Indian, I don't want to say folklore, but it's from a lot of Indian religion, this concept of samsara reincarnation karmic cycle and it base it's one of those things that that kind of implies like the circle of life right and this 2011 movie it was one of those movies that was almost meant to be watched on acid right or at least some sort of psychedelic and so we did and you might not feel the impact of it when you're watching it from the lens of like you know you're dealing with the shit that's going on in your life you've got a lot of things on your mind it is probably not going to impact you that much but you know when all of that melts away and you're merely faced with the humanity of yourself in front of you and you see a movie like this. It was filmed over five years in 25 countries. And it was shot on 70, 70 millimeter film. And it takes us to the world of stuff that happens in the world. And it kind of shows us the, the cycle of life. And this is going to just look like, like random clips of shit going on in the world. But it's basically meant to be, you know, these are all of the archetypes of people in the world. And this is kind of how they came to be. And this is how they will continue to be. And this is oh, the the cycle of life. And this is how it goes. Now, I obviously had some problems with it when I watched it. But, you know, it, at at a certain point, one of my main gripes, with the movie and I even was able to realize this on acid too somehow but uh it's like when you disagree with you know let me just show you guys the clip and then I'll then I'll I'll tell you guys my problem with it and you might be able to see why uh after you see the trailer
That's a lot of stuff out there in the world. Never fucking heard of that movie. I doubt all these movie critics watched this movie on acid like I did. It's the circle of life. And that's all this movie is, by the way. And it, it's pretty much just, you know, clips of atrocities in the world, clips of good things in the world, clips of different cultures and how people live their lives. Now, the problem that I had with it is that's literally all the movie was. Like, that last, like, maybe 15 or 20 seconds or, or so of this trailer... That's all the movie was. That's what it was. It just, it cycled through different, uh, you know, let me turn the camera back on. It cycled through uh, just different things in the world. And it showed you the good part about it, the atrocities of it, and just how the world kind of operates and how it gets to the point where it's at. You're, I'll, I'll play the rest of the trailer for you guys and hide my dumbass. And it really gives you a feel of all the different cultures that are out there. Now, here was my problem with it, right? Here was my problem overall with it. Now, that's not to say that I didn't enjoy it and I didn't learn a lot from it. But the problem with that movie, Samsara, was is that if you disagree with, like, one premise, because... The whole movie worked like that. I'll say it again. The entire movie worked like that. It's just little clips here and there that proceeded into the next clip that proceeded into the next clip. But it used a lot of like the life lessons and it used a lot of the feelings that were established in the previous. Uh, I keep saying clips and that's a very minimalistic way of saying it. But it was essentially like insights into different ways of being right and my problem with it was that, you know, if you disagree with one aspect of how they set something up, then that carries over into the next thing, which carries over into the next concept, which carries over into the next concept. And it eventually fell into a place where I thought, like, almost the, the entire thing was flawed in a certain way. But at the same time, you know, you take it with a grain of salt and you get the overall, the overarching message of it, which is that you know, that this is just life. It's just life. That That's how things are. That's how things will continue to be. That is human nature. And that's just how it goes. So back to the, the Twitter poll. Uh, imagine, just imagine for a second, the $25 million LSD question. Would you take a thousand hits for $25 million? Now, if you had to take a thousand hits and watch that fucking movie, I promise you, you would come out the other end a completely different person, a, a totally different person. And that is how that is how all these cult operators operate, by the way, is they find a way 
and I talked about this earlier, and that's why psychedelics are so prominent in uh, cult circles is because it's a very, very solid brainwashing tool. And I'm just trying to come at this from a perspective of, you know, somebody that has taken a bunch of psychedelics and watched a bunch of shit that has been impactful or that has been used to brainwash people before. And if you can't look at all that, that stuff and go, wow, fuck. I really, I really see how that worked. Then, you know, it might be time to like, God, this is going to sound pretentious, but it might be time to like expand your brain capacity a little bit and look beyond, you know, what is just fucking going on in your world. So that's, that's the take. I had a couple of other stuff that, you know, somewhat vaguely related to this. And I had a couple of other stuff that I watched while like really fucked up on acid that had uh, drastically impacted me. But we're kind of running out of time on this segment. And I do want to keep the show at least at least somewhat on time. So uh, I'll wrap things up really quickly by, you know, recapping the twenty five million dollar question. That was the question of the day. That was the basis for this entire deep dive and our entire going down of the rabbit hole on this topic, which was. And just consider this for yourself. And by the way, if you say yes to this, I'm very much concerned for you as a human being which is, would you do a thumbprint, which is about a 1,000 hits of LSD at one time, for $25 million? Would you do it? And fortunately, 64% of people, well, 63% of people, I'm rounding up fucking decimal places and rounding down decimal places, uh, 63% of people in this poll by the user at holder of the fire on Twitter said no. And I'm kind of thankful for that because I'm more concerned for the 37% of people that said yes, because you're, you're no longer a human being after that. Like you are no longer a functional person. You are no longer who you are, right? You're just this like walking mass of psychosis that is just a result of everything of whatever it is that you might've consumed at that time. So let me know what you think. Uh, if you want to answer the question too, of course, do not forget to, uh, you know, leave a comment. It is at simulation radio on everything. And before we take a break, I do want to plug a couple of things before we, uh, come back and take some of your calls and hash it out with what's going on in our lives real, real quickly. And, uh, oh yeah, I was going to do plugs. So God, I, I got so wrapped up and engrossed in like thinking about psychedelics again. I don't know, man. Psychedelic, reading about psychedelic stuff is one of the few things that will, like, cause me to stop. And I'll read, like, whole fucking... I will sit there and read a good 5,000, 10,000-word article about somebody's experience and waste an entire night on it. And the next thing you know, it's fucking 3 a.m. and I got no sleep that night. But I was just so interested in reading about, like, people journeying into fucking DMT land, for instance really really interesting stuff which is why i thought it would be perfect for you know the launch episode of what's supposed to be the actual very interesting show so quick plugs before we take a break do not forget to follow like subscribe it is at simulation radio on everything that will be similar to what is going on on this show and if you are listening to the podcast of the very interesting show because i know there's still a lot of uh subscribers on the podcast for what the old like the shock jock viral radio show iteration of the very interesting show was you know look give it a chance man give it a chance go down the rabbit hole with me 
And I'm not going to say that we'll always have some fun, but at the very least, you know, you'll come out the other side uh, having a little bit more interesting knowledge. So I'm glad, happy that you could go down, you know, the, the fucking cult rabbit hole and the psychedelics rabbit hole with me today. Next week, we'll go down a different rabbit hole, maybe a news story, maybe investigate why everything's a fucking lie, and we'll figure it out on a week-by-week basis. So again, at Simulation Radio on everything, if you are listening to the live show or to the podcast and would like to listen to the live show, then we do indeed stream the live show of the Very Interesting Show every Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern. And again, if you would like to give us a call, 407-796-2334, hit us up because when we come back, uh, we're going to hash it out, fellas. That is what the second half of the show will be. We will be hashing it out. I want to hear from your problems. I want to hear about your problems. I want to hear what you're going on, what you're going on. I want to hear what's going on in your life. I'll talk a little bit about some of the stuff that I'm struggling with and, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. We will come to a solution together and we'll just, we'll kind of chat. I want to help everybody out because unlike all of your other favorite influencers, look, I, I care. I I care about you guys, especially if you're watching and listening Look, I don't want to go so far as to saying that I I love you guys. Look, we're we're not there yet. We're not there yet, okay? But I but I do care. I do care. So 4777962334. Uh if you have like a dear Abby kind of letter that you want to read out loud to the class, then I'll take your calls. Like it it's really not going to be that bad, I promise. It's just just going to be you and me and the listeners. But for, forget about them. Forget about them. They they for all intents and purposes, they don't exist. So do it. 407-796-2334, and we will hash it out when we come back. Simulation. Baby. Seven seven nine six two three three four. Now, if the beginning of the show, if the first half of the show is the chance to go down the rabbit hole on an interesting topic, then the latter half of the show is going to be our chance to hash it out. As I mentioned earlier, chat, you and I, we're going to hash things out together. 407-796-2334. If you want to talk about some of the stuff that is going on in your life, what you are struggling with, then we can all hash it out together. I want to help you guys out because I care. Unlike your favorite influencer, I I care. Again, I'm not going to go so far as to say that I love everybody yet, but we'll work our way there. Now, the difficult part about this is that uh, the YouTube stream crashed like 10 minutes through 
or 10 minutes into the show. And so, you know, there goes all the potential people that could be calling 407-796-2334 to uh, hash it out. So I'll, you know, I'll break the ice a little bit. I'll make you guys a little bit more comfortable that way, especially if you're listening to the podcast, you know, you can hear me uh, open up about some vulnerabilities that I have in particular, because one of the things that I talked about on uh, our preseason behind the scenes meeting, which you can go check out if you want to. This is not something I would wholly suggest, but I do recommend. And by recommend, I mean, I'm going to brainwash you cult style into doing so. Not by forcing you to take drugs, but just by. I'm going to reach into your psyche right out there. And press that subscribe button over on YouTube. Now, over on YouTube, you can check out the secret behind-the-scenes meeting that we did uh, before we did launch week over the holiday break as we were kind of getting ready to do what we were going to do out there in 2023. And that leads me into some of the stuff that like I've been struggling with lately. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll break the ice. I'll open up if it gets you guys to be more comfortable to give us a call in the future. That way we can hash stuff out together, but I'll break the ice. All right. Maybe make it a little bit easier because I'll show you how weak I am. And then, you know, you can talk about how weak you're being in some aspects of your life, maybe. And then we can all just go forward and be strong together. But 407-796-2334. And one of the things that I talked about, which is where this segment even com- came from in the first place, uh, the th- one of the things that I talked about in the meeting was my desire to like help people and provide some sort of a value into the world besides just, you know, being a fucking shock jock that talks about the news and just does, albeit hilarious, hilarious, don't get me wrong, this is my own dick, by the way, uh, radio bits, but did want to provide some sort of a value out there into the world. Now, the problem with that was, if you can see right here, uh, this is the second radio show that we ever came out with as simulation radio. In fact, we weren't even simulation radio back then. We tried to do an expansion of the very interesting show brand, and it was just going to be very interesting media. But look, that would have been too ironic. I could not in good conscience do that to you guys. So we rebranded as simulation radio. But the point is, is that we've been doing this for uh, five years now, five years. And I'm really, really not liking the traction that we've gotten over five years. Now, part of the reason for that is because I did not want to do uh, like hyper, hyper engagement baity stuff. Because let's be honest here, uh, a lot of those come from hate followers. And when you engagement bait people like that, you end up getting a lot of hate followers. And look, that I'm sorry, that's what the TikTok has completely devolved into. And that's probably just going to be what, you know, we lean into for the time being. The plan there is, is eventually once we start building up a large enough library to have the TikTok only consist of like show clips and maybe one news story a week and, you know, maybe like one or two uh, actual helpful sit downs that I record, sit down and record for a minute or two. That's giving some actual advice to potential up and coming budding content creators, but we'll work our way there. But the point of all this was we've been doing this for five years and I rationalize it. I rationalize it by saying that, you know, the reason that it's taken us so long to get to a decent spot, you know, viewership wise, uh, money making wise and, you know, content wise is because I wanted to build the right community. And while that's true, 
to a degree, I have also used that as an excuse to kind of huff, uh, huff some copium and huff a decent amount of copium, mostly because here's the thing about me. And I look, I bet this is going to be a complete, this is going to be a complete shocker to everybody listening to this, but woo, this is going to be a huge surprise, but I'm not a very social person, right? Especially uh, when it comes to balancing work and life and what I'm trying to do here. Again, another bit of copium that I use is that that doesn't give me a lot of time to go out. But at the same time, I have opportunities to go out on days off that I just choose not to take because I just I straight up don't like going out. I'm not a social person. And that has to change. That has to change 100% in order to uh, get the shows and to get the network to the next level of, you know, what I want to do. I, ultimately, what it comes down to is, you know, you're, it's the classic, it's the, the classic human fear, the classic human fear of being ostracized and the classic human fear of rejection. And there's a very, very, very good article from a guy named Ed Lattimore. If you've never heard of him, he, he got his start on Twitter by doing writing. Uh, he has a website. You can probably go to it. I think it's edlattimore.com. Read all of his like self-help articles. I don't want to say he's a self-help guru, but I mean, if you really boil it down to, especially from the outsider's perspective and somebody that's not been following him for a fuck ton of time, uh, you could probably boil it down to that, you know, he's a, he's a life advice guru kind of guy. And a few years back, I don't I think it I think it was like after the show started after the very interesting show started back in 2018 I read an article maybe like a year or two after the show launched that said no one gives a shit about you and that article uh it's I don't want to say it's a red pilled pilling article but that article like really really red pilled me into a lot of the dirty and like self-centered aspects of human nature and one of the main lessons that I took away from it is that, and I, while I know it in my head, I'm stubborn in a certain sense that like, I have to really feel it in action in order to really understand something. It's one thing to know something. And then it's another thing to understand it because you felt it and seen the lesson in action before. And the point of no one gives a shit about you is it was a wake-up call. It was a red pill into the world of, you know, you you can look like an idiot. Just Nobody cares. Nobody cares because everybody is pretty much only thinking about themselves. And look, this, this sounds terrible, and it sounds like a very bad reflection on human nature, but it's really not if you boil it down to its essence, which is that nobody cares enough about your little idiosyncrasies and little failures because they're too busy concentrating on their own little idiosyncrasies and little little failures here and there and they do not have enough time nor do they have the energy to really give a fuck about like say if you went up to go give a speech somewhere and you know you fuck one thing up like sure it, it that one moment that one moment it's kind of grating and Sure, it might make you feel bad about it, but then you move on. You move on from it, and then nobody gives shit. Nobody gives a fuck about stuff like that anymore. And that article, 
I wholly recommend going to read it, by the way. You could probably just Google search like Ed Lattimore and no one gives a shit about you. That article uh, like red pilled me into this entirely different world of Twitter that introduced me to a whole bunch of other super interesting figures that basically changed my entire outlook on life. Now, the reason that I talk about it that in the first place is because I have failed. I have failed at that when it comes to us at Simulation Radio here doing what we're doing. I have failed at, you know, basic networking, getting our stuff out there, doing stuff like shameless self-promotion. I, I failed. I have failed wholeheartedly at all of that stuff because I've been scared and because I have not taken the lessons of that article. I have not taken what Ed was trying to get across in that article. I, I did not take that to heart. Yeah, sure. I read it. I knew it. I learned it. And I thought, oh, wow. That makes a whole lot of sense. And then I did nothing. And then I did nothing for like five years, for five fucking years. It's probably been a little more like four or three because as you get older, time seems to go by a lot faster. Like what I think of as like five, ten years ago now is not actually that long ago. So I'd say probably like three or four years that I've been sitting on this knowledge and I've not done shit about it. Now, one of my goals going into 2023 was to finally, finally put that to bed and really get out there and do the networking that needs to be done to, you know, get people interested in what we're doing here. Because let's be honest, and again, this is going to come like, that that dick is my own, by the way. Uh, This is going to look like that I'm tooting my own horn here, but I think I'm fairly okay at what I do, right? I'm not I'm not talking work wise. I'm not talking like IRL the 9 to 5. I I'm okay at that. I don't don't really give too much of a shit about it, honestly. It's just a means to an end. But this is what I want to do. Like being a radio host, being a fucking a podcaster as much as I hate that term, like that that is what I want to do with life and I want to succeed at it. And yet every time, every opportunity that I've been presented with to get out there and like do networking and just uh, get in a state where I put myself out there like that. I've always been scared. I've always been completely afraid to do that. And the goal was to like end that this year. I have stuff that I'm going to, uh, I don't want to say this month because this month I'm trying to, you know, get all the shows off the ground and kind of get the, the content machine running and oil up that machine, baby. But I, there's some stuff that I'm planning on doing this year that involve like public speaking. There's this, uh, there's this club called Toastmasters, by the way, if anybody's ever heard of it, it's basically a club where you can go practice public speaking. You can just go there, you can give a speech about whatever the fuck you want. And it's a way to kind of help. Uh, the point of it is to really help like business owners in particular and more successful people like find their voice and make them get comfortable with public speaking. Now, it's one thing, it is one thing to sit here in front of the microphone and like have you guys out there chat. You're none of you are directly watching me. None of you have your eyes directly on me and I have a problem with this. And I had a bigger problem with this when we were back in the old studio doing the old version of this show where I had Justin and John in the studio and they would look at me like I would not be able to look at them when I was talking, like when I was going on a rant, even right now at this very moment, I am not looking anybody in the eyes right now. Yeah. All right. Sure. Webcam. Great. Yeah. That, I get that there's real people behind there, but you don't register as real people to me right now. And that sounds cruel. That sounds, that sounds fucked up. But 
It's different when you're in a real life environment out there when you're doing like public speaking and you actually have to say things and you get to hear people's and see people's reactions just through their body language and through, you know, how they're moving around and their facial expressions and viewing that in real time. It's different. It hits a different way. And that was my uh that's what we're planning on doing this year once we get all, you know, the three shows up and running and get the content grind going so that I have an idea as to like how much time I'm going to have after doing all the the work for the three shows because let's be honest here I it's half an excuse that I'm busy as fuck doing all these shows but at the same time I have opportunities where I'm not either editing one of the shows doing a clip working on a TikTok working on social medias working on the website should be doing all that stuff still by the way I have opportunities to get out there and go do stuff like even even when it comes to like relationship wise I'm I'm terrible at that I have I am a horrible friend, I think. I am very hard to talk to until you get to know me. I have a hard time with that kind of stuff. So that was, that has to change, right? That has to change. And that will help me. Not only it'll help me like personally, but it'll also help the shows move to the next level because then I won't just I won't be afraid to I won't be afraid of rejection right like if you're not getting rejected here's another uh Ed Lattimore like fucking hard truth bomb if you're not getting rejected you are not trying hard enough and that that's the motto that's the motto for this year going into this year as we start the shows up and as I start to like I talked about on Voice of Light on Monday uh, going to the Orlando Pokemon regionals and trying to do interviews with people. And I, there's a world, I'm going to be honest here, there's like a 50% chance that I just straight up decide, you know what, I don't feel like going out that day. I don't really want to talk to people. I kind of just want to hunker down, be in, be in my own little world. 50% chance that I just straight up don't go and do that. But I think now talking about it, and like we're doing on this segment, hashing it out, I think that's going to make me more likely to go and do it because a I'm gonna hate myself way way more than I already do if I do not go out and do that especially after after having talked about it publicly twice so uh and that fear of rejection ultimately is what's causing me problems in my life like I'm starting to feel a little bit more lonely especially now that I live alone because I've not fostered uh a wide swath of acquaintances and friendships i have a couple of close friends and to me having a small inner circle that's that's good enough that's good enough and even then i'm still a terrible friend to like most of those people that are in my inner circle they might not think of it that way but i when i do my self-audit i think i am and so i need to do better about that i need to do what a lot a lot better about that stuff because that is a skill that one skill that one skill of not being able to or of not being afraid to be vulnerable. And that's one of the, the things that this segment is meant to kind of help practice, by the way, not only for me, but maybe to help you guys a little bit as well with it. But that's the point. And that one thing I feel like is the key. It's it's going to unlock the door to, you know, not only taking the shows to the next level, but, you know, maybe I can have fulfilling relationships in life. And that's the kind of stuff that that humanity is just built off of. That's what ultimately all of us strive for in life is to have prosperous and fulfilling relationships 
and to succeed at what it is that you think you're good at. Now, sure, I'm good at talking into a fucking microphone. I'm good at talking on a radio show. I, Sure, I've been doing it for fucking six years now, not counting the year before 2018 that I did the pre-pre-old, old version of Voice of Light. I, I've been practicing this for six years. I'm good at it, fairly good at it, kind of somewhat. You know, you judge me all you want, but if there's one thing I'm good at, good at in this life, it is, it is right fucking here, baby. That's it. That's it. That's the only thing I'm good at in life. And, uh, that has to change. That just straight up has to change because if that doesn't change, then we're going to stay stagnant forever. I'm going to continue speaking to a small audience and using the copium that I'm just trying to build up a good community. Look, I can build up a good community of you guys that are already out there right now, it's still possible to build up a good community and also try and expand and grow that community as well. And what it takes is getting out there into the fucking world and talking to people and doing real stuff. And I have been so goddamn awful about that that, you know, I I started to make a little bit of progress, you know, like in the first segment that we talked. What the fuck happened there? God, I'm sorry about that, everybody. Free up storage space. You're com- what? Why are you telling me to free up storage space? I'm in the middle of a fucking segment. All right, all right. It's it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Windows. I'll choose not to just rip the fucking uh, external hard drive right out of its socket right then and there. Anger's got to change too. By the way, I have really really bad anger problems, and a lot of that. It comes out in like little fucking autistic, like re esque uh, outbursts. And I'm going to be honest, half of it's a bit, but at the same time, I do kind of get a little bit upset at a lot of those. Like, if you've been following the show for a while, excuse me, you've heard it plenty, plenty of time, particularly when something in the studio goes wrong. I will absolutely, I will lose my fucking mind. And when I boil that feeling down to, all right, we're, where is this really coming from? It's it's dissatisfaction. It's dissatisfaction at not having pro- prospered, healthy relationships in life. It's from not being where I'm really at in life. And the thing that I have had to accept, well, I haven't had to accept it. I've known this for a long time, which is what makes it hurt even more, is that it's me. I'm the fucking problem. I am the problem here. And unless I do better, then you're going to be stuck in this. I'm going to be stuck in this fucking loop of mediocrity forever, forever. And that's that's where this all has to change. That is where this all has to change. I have set goals that I'm planning on doing in the next couple months, like, uh, like, I, like, I'm going to fucking go to open mic nights. I've written a bunch of good shit. I could probably make people laugh. I've done it on the fucking show millions of times when I can't see people out there laughing when I've said something that I, I know is probably, it's probably pretty funny. It's probably kind of funny. So that's another goal out there. Uh, I, I intend on talking to more people, like going out there and doing actual promotion. So I don't know, man. That's just some of the stuff that, that I'm I'm dealing with here is that I I'm trapped in this loop. I'm trapped in this loop of mediocrity where I know the answer and I'm just too afraid to go do it. And I vow, I vow that I will not be afraid of that anymore and just go out there and fucking do it. So 
maybe that'll help you guys. Uh, look, that that was a big one. So hopefully that maybe breaks the ice and gets. Oh my God! What again? An error occurred with the output. Please check your streaming and recording setting. Oh my God! The recording fucking stopped. It's because the computer fucking ran out of space. Oh God, chat. Look, chat, I just talked about this. I just talked about having a fucking uh, anger outburst about something that just does not matter at all. And I'm going to do my best. God, oh God I'm going to have to go fucking download the YouTube VOD now. Why? 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 Anyway, so uh, in the future, um, I want to hear what you guys have, too. I want to hear about some of your problems, what's going on in your life, maybe what you're doing to help fix it. Or if you don't even have a solution, then... We can all hash it out together. 407-796-2334. Uh, probably, you know, that's all the time that we have for the show tonight anyway. So just keep it in mind for the future, by the way. Add this number as one of your contacts in your phone. 407-796-2334. It'll be a way to call all three of the shows between if you want to talk about esports on Monday on Voice of Light. If you want to go down the rabbit hole on some interesting stuff and hash out what's going on in your personal life here on this show, or, you know, if you want to talk about some fucking news stories or play a game and do a radio bit on Thursday night on Simulation Radio Live, it'll all be the same no matter what. 407-796-2334. And I look forward to, you know, hearing from all of you guys. Look, I knew it wasn't going to happen tonight because the stream fucking crashed halfway through and youtube did not end up going back live again and now the computer crashed and i have to download the fucking vod from youtube to edit it so it's gonna be a fun night of work but uh i still want to hear about what is going on in your world because as i said earlier unlike your favorite influencer i care i want to help you guys out so maybe i made it a little bit easier for you guys to let out what's on your mind by breaking the ice here and letting some stuff out so that's what we're gonna do in the second half of the show we are gonna hash it out together everybody so again as we wrap up the show here uh do not forget to follow like subscribe it is at simulation radio on everything i did the shit at the end of the last segment so if you're listening to the podcast this will be the second time that you have heard this so that'll just about do it uh join us tomorrow night live at 8 p.m eastern for simulation radio live I look forward to it. We will have some fun stories. We will do the infamous You Rage, You Lose segment. And uh, there, I'm sure there will eventually come a point as I start to meet some of these goals that I'm actually setting for myself that I, I might get a little bit less and less angry at stuff. But here's the pact that I'll make. I will still... I think it's just baked in me at this point that I'm just wired to get mad at stuff. So... Ultimately, thankfully, even, it results in a hilarious bit. So join us tomorrow night and you'll get a sneak preview of it. It'll be the official launch of Simulation Radio Live. We did a couple of pre-shows over the break, over the holiday break. And I think we've gotten to a pretty, pretty, uh, at least somewhat decent spot with that. So love you all. Uh, God bless. And I will see you all tomorrow evening at 8 p.m. Eastern. So that'll do it. Love you all. Bye. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. 
You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole.